But for me, I usually look at things as either there's this option, you don't want to do this. So, okay, you can go back to your nine to five and hate your life, or you get over yourself and do the things that you don't particularly want to do, but it gives you the life that you want and the lifestyle that you want. So for me, it's a it's a small price to pay. And I just kind of have learned to push myself and just do it. This is the Reframe Your Journey podcast, because we know you can go further and faster together. It doesn't have to be a guessing game. Each session, we'll be getting into advice and tactical tools centered around the three S's of strategy, systems, and long-term success. I'm Greg Ryder, entrepreneur, course creator, and coach. Let's dive in. My guest this week is for all the designers out there. All those who want to be full-time freelancers or solopreneurs or live that digital nomad lifestyle. She's grown an incredibly strong community through sharing her journey on the LinkedIn platform. She is a Canva master and has a deep understanding of just how to help others with their personal branding needs and how to stand out in such a crowded market. Please welcome Jane Kisnica. Jane, welcome to the show. This is the Reframe Series podcast where we are connecting with professionals from all over that are making an impact on the LinkedIn platform and also just to people's lives in many different ways. Thank you for being here. How are you? Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I, I've caught a bit of a cold uh, since being back in the UK, but other than that, I am, I'm very good. <laughs> back in the How UK. I am wonderful. And I, I live in Canada, of course, so I know what that's Ooh. all about. So where do you spend most of your time? You're <laughs> saying back in the UK, Jane, where do you spend most of your time now? Um, Asia. Um, I I was in Southeast Asia for about seven months. Spent I was in Bali for a bit, and then I was in Thailand for a bit, and now I'm I'm back in UK Europe for about two and a half months, and then heading back out to to Asia again in in June. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, like I said in the intro, you uh, are making such an impact on the platform, and describing your journey. For others that are going through, not just as other designers that are going through their journey, but other people switching from freelance into, into freelance, sorry, and making those decisions and part of that journey. So would you say that you can connect with other digital nomads, if you will, that are out there trying to pursue that life? Or would you say that you can relate uh, to the challenges they go through? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's like traveling and all is great, but... I've realized while I, because when I was in Bali, I did a lot of moving around, like from one area to another every couple of weeks. And I found it actually really, really hard to combine it with work because you kind of, every time you move to a new place, you have to like find the supermarket, find the gym, find the whatever, figure out the area. And then sometimes the Wi-Fi is really crap in, in wherever hotel or apartment where you're staying. And it's just, there's a lot, there's a lot more than you, that you have to juggle when you travel and also work full time than when you're kind of just set in one place and you kind of have everything sorted and you know where everything right. is, how everything works. So yeah, for sure. Right. Well, it's, it's, it's uh, what a time to live in because this used to be a big dream for so many yeah. of us. Like you always saw the picture right? of the, the person at the beach with the laptop and thought like, yeah. oh, they've got it made. Right. Oh yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to share a couple of posts of yours um, and we're going to dig oh. in here <laughs> to, to get your take. Um, here's the first one. So the first post here is, here's what they don't tell you 
about being your own boss. And you go through uh, describing the journey of becoming a freelance graphic designer. Um, yes, it's one of the best things that's ever happened to you, but it is not all sunshine and unicorns. And you describe some of the challenges of going through this, meaning mm -hmm. you work more than your nine to five. It's it's yep. hard to, you know, people will mess with you. You got to do things like collect on invoices. And yes, there's many benefits, but there's also many hurdles. So why don't you take us through some of the the ones that really come to top of mind when you think about the challenges of becoming your own boss, essentially? Um, well, one of the biggest ones is you 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 can't switch off, at least not in in the beginning when you first start out, I would say probably the first couple of years until you build up the client base and you put up the prices where you can work less but charge more and um, you have the systems in place until all that happens and obviously until you can start hiring support. Like I hired an accountant this year that's set me up and I have that support. So now my invoices and everything takes like two minutes instead of 10, 15 minutes because I had to like manually create them and write everything and send them. And, you know, so I've, I've kind of taken that off, but it is, you work a lot when you first start. It's from early morning to late nights, you work weekends, um, you know, you want to make people happy. So you take on more work than you can actually cope with. I still do it. <laughs> I, I haven't still learned the lesson. I'm still like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'll do it. And I'm like, oh, it's Thursday. And I still have like five projects to finish. <laughs> right. you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's probably one of the hardest things because there's so much you have to juggle and it's not, for example, I sometimes spend three, four hours of my day just doing admin, you know, invoicing, responding emails, um, dealing with LinkedIn, get phone calls, getting on calls with clients because each phone call will be half an hour, 45 minutes, if not longer sometimes. So that all takes up a lot of time. And then you still need to find time around all of the admin and all the, the actual stuff. Yeah, the actual work the actual has to get work. done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll look at the clock and it's 12 in the afternoon and I'm like, I haven't even started doing any design work because I've just been sending invoices and, and you know, uh, following up on invoices and chasing people for feedback or for assets or for whatever. So there's a lot when you go, yeah, when you go out on your own, there's a lot of things that you have to manage on your own that you don't have to deal with, obviously, when you work somewhere. When so. you work somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I can 100% relate, you know, growing a digital agency as well. And I'm uh, wearing the operations hat. So, yeah, it's a, it's a lot. And I'll often still, p still PM projects here and there to stay in, in the pulse of things. And it can be a lot. And, you know, I, I saw a post yesterday about, am I self-employed? Am, self am I a freelancer? Am I a business owner? You know, there's sort of some of this debate going on, like, what do you call yourself? Because like you're saying, you're a designer, but you're also now having to do all these other uh, mm. tasks. Yeah, I don't, I sometimes wonder as well, kind of like, I guess based on paperwork and officially I'm like a freelancer because I haven't, I'm not at a stage where I need to register for um, VAT and all that right. serious company stuff. So I am technically by law in whatever the UK um tax people say I'm a freelancer but at the same time I am also a business owner because the freelance work that I do like it's I still have to do all the businessy stuff you know I have That's to right. network I have to get work I have to answer emails it's not just like 
I let's say work for an agency as a freelancer and they just send me work, I still have all the businessy stuff that I need That's to right. do paying tax and keeping track of my income and expenses and and all that so all yeah that. i i'm i'm yes i'm a freelancer but i'm also a business owner <laughs> it's a lot of hats it's all it's all it's all kind of intertwined isn't it <laughs> it really is it's a lot of hats and you know I, it's nice to see the community is growing around it because it can be a little lonely at times right like it can yeah. be a little tough so what what's something that you know, you're creating a great community uh, on the LinkedIn platform. Like, where are you finding the people to talk to that can relate, that LinkedIn. care to listen or like, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I do all my work. I don't use any other business, plat- like business, social media platform yep. for business. I just use LinkedIn and I've connected with a lot of, with a lot of people who are going through the same thing and are also either... Uh, freelancers like me who are doing everything on their own, like sort of in the first stages, or they've been doing it for a couple of years and they actually have a small team around them. So I just, because every, everyone goes through the same stuff as I'm going through when you set, when you start doing this slightly different things and variations of whatever, but it's, it's the same journey, right. In one way or another. And yeah, I just find it, I've found a lot of really good friends and connections on on LinkedIn that I've also met in real life when I'm traveling around the globe. You know, there were people in Bali that I was meeting up with all the time when I was in Bangkok. There were uh, constantly people flying flying through Bangkok who I've been friends with on on LinkedIn and then kind of turned into a real life friendship because we met up and went for dinner or whatever. So, um. Yeah, I just kind of need to find find your people that you can you can talk to. And I have managed to do that. Um, when I first started out, it was very lonely because I didn't have I didn't really have friends around me who were doing the same thing. So I was on my own. But as time went on, I kind of started building these um relationships with other freelancers and small business owners and kind of built that connection and community. So it it helps. <laughs> It sure does. And, Mm. you know, it's been great seeing you find your voice on the platform. And that can't always be easy either when you come from a place of, you know, with these self-titles of introverts, but I Mm. come from that spot as well. So I'm sharing a post here of yours around National Introverts Week, where you're busting some misconceptions around being an introvert. You know, people think we're shy or antisocial or unable to be a good manager, business owner. <laughs> um, you yep. know, I know it's something that I've had to overcome too. I was always very, very quiet, but how are you working through that now? Like, how do you feel as you've found your voice or still finding your voice on the platform and growing such a, a great community um, or, or challenges in the past versus what you're seeing now? Um. So I think I'm... S- I guess you kind of just get used to it, but I think the hardest thing for me when I first started out um, as a business owner and posting on LinkedIn and all that was the constant interaction with people. And obviously you um, have to get on calls. Like sometimes I'll have three, four, five calls in a day. Worst nightmare for an introvert, as you will know, like 
<laughs> you know, I secretly in the back of my head, I sit there and go, oh, I hope they're not going to log in. I hope they have to cancel. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to have this call, which I know I have to because that's how business is done. But, you know, my little introvert goes, oh, I don't want to do this. And then person comes on, I put on the smile and I kind of get through it. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I need I need to retreat into the mountains <laughs> for a week and recover my energy. Um, but you kind of just, it's just one of those things that you have to do. Like I've never really been necessarily shy as a person, but I, I do get very exhausted when I'm around people, especially like working in an office for me was very, very hard. I was drained at the end of the week. I would, I would like on a Friday, I would go to bed and have like a 16 hour sleep because I was so exhausted from just being around people all week nine hours a day and now it's kind of it's more balanced because I have I have certain days when I take calls some weeks I don't have any calls some weeks I have loads of calls in one day so it kind of it bounces around but I find it a lot easier to manage and it's also on my terms I communicate with people when I want to uh, and for how long I want to and um I just find it, it yeah, you just you just gotta do these things, right? It's either it's either getting on the calls that I don't want to get on and and doing all this stuff, or it's going back to nine to five and I'm not doing that. So it's just it's just for me, I don't know how others deal with it, but for me, I usually look at things as either there's this option, you don't want to do this. So okay, you can go back to your nine to five and hate your life, or you get over yourself and do the things that you don't particularly want to do, but it gives you the life that you want and the lifestyle that you want. So for me, it's a, it's a small price to pay. And I just kind of have learned to push myself and just do it. And then the more you do it, the easier it becomes. You just kind of, you go, okay, I have five calls today. We'll power through this. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. Well said. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm the same. I'm on a lot of calls and I actually find I don't know if the these Zoom calls are more draining than in person. I, I I'm not sure, but I find I have more of them since working remote. I actually mm-hmm. have a lot more little meetings in my calendar, so I do yeah. my best to try and stack them on certain days and then keep yeah. certain days quiet if possible for that same reason. Yeah. Um. And you know, I've done physical work in the past, like where I grew up, you know, working on farms or grew up mm. working in steel factories and all these physical Factories, labor yeah. jobs. But the mental drain leaves you just as tired as the physical yeah. drain of a job. Oh, like absolutely. That. Absolutely. Yeah. Like done mentally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. For me, like if I go like during the calls is exhausting, but for me in person is even more so because I feel at least when you're in a call, you're like, okay, we have 30 minutes. We get through this. It's done. And then I can chill. But when you, when you're meeting someone in person, that's like two, three hours of constant communication engagement and I find that every time I go to a networking event I'm like I spend the next day in bed because I'm like I just need <laughs> need peace and quiet and sleep yes and <laughs> recharge my batteries <laughs> we cannot be alone with this I'm sure many people suffer this sort of fatigue um, oh, at the end yeah. of their weeks and I know for myself and when you have families and kids to come home to and it kind of all blurs so I, I think it's been a big challenge over the last two three years since the more remote work has has happened since COVID is the blur of life and work. And it can be very mentally uh, exhausting. I'm going to share one more here. Um, Let me get to it here. This is actually from one of my posts though, Jane. 
This is oh, why. This is, this, is, this is from James uh, Martin. Yeah. Yes. And why designers don't like criticism. And I want to talk a bit about design with you. Obviously, that's your world. And what people criticize, the finished product. People mm-hmm. judge it versus what they don't know that goes into that work of a finished product. The budget, the brief, the effort, the process, client subjectivity to what they like, what colors they like or don't like, and everything that goes into it. So for all the designers out there, what is something that you have learned to really help you grow as a designer and dealing with other people's opinions of your work? Main thing, remind myself it's not personal. It's not the feedback. Like I'm, I hate feedback. I I don't like to be criticized. I can get quite defensive. Like I've, I've I've actually worked on that a lot since I've become my own boss because you have to. So it's been a big growing sort of experience for me. But yeah, I just every time someone says something, I I just try to remind myself that it's not a critique of me. It's not a it's not an attack on me. It's just design is very subjective. They just don't like that thing just change it and do what they asked and that's it like there's not it's not an attack on you of course you do get some people who do who have very poor communication skills and then the way they communicate their feedback is very aggressive and sort of makes you feel really down and then you just kind of you just you just suck it up you kind of go it's not about me it's not about me then then you step away i usually step away i try to step away from that email or message or whatever and then come back to it with a clearer head and calmer mind then get back to them and just do whatever they asked and um and yeah because i've i've also learned to not always argue with the client because sometimes they will want something done it doesn't look good or doesn't look as good as it did before because they want to make the changes. And sometimes sometimes I do argue, but sometimes it's just like, you know what? It's just this piece is not going to go on my portfolio. And just to keep the peace of mind, I'm just going to do whatever you asked and we'll move on. Because you you can sometimes, you, you can when you deal with the client, you can tell if they're actually going to listen to your pe- feedback or they're just going to go, no, I know better. This is what I want to do do as I say. And then with those type of clients, I just go, you know what? Fine. You can have whatever you want. I'll do whatever you want. It's going to look worse. I warned you, but let's just, yeah, this, this is my opinion. This is what I think about it. But if you don't agree, I'll just do whatever you want. And it's, yeah, you some, you just need to learn to get over yourself and not push your, your agenda and, and just let it go sometimes because it's just easier. <laughs> and that's it's just that's easier so hard when you put in effort and, and you care about your work. And it is. You know, I just have so much respect for designers. I've been working with designers for a decade now in the digital agency space and just so much respect for that. I'll never forget, Jane, we had a project once and there was about $100,000 of budget to redo logo colors, like some, some branding work. Mm. And it was just, we couldn't hit the mark. We could not get that logo right no matter what they were a cybersecurity company and they had this really old bird logo that didn't make any sense for their company and, and we put everything in front of them sketching we had to go back to sketching then we'd finesse three or four get it down no back to mm-hmm. sketching and eventually they just went back to the bird 
because you know the owner just had it in his head the bird was what it was and yeah. uh you yeah. know hundred thousand dollars later to go right back to the bird so i have so much respect um and i always cringe if i see like a version six or a version seven of something i'm always like oh gosh that's gotta at be some tough, point you know you just stop naming them it's just copy of copy of copy of copy of copy <laughs> but yeah i think yeah you have to you have to be some of the things that i have learned that are very important to make my life easier and the client's life easier is do not budge on the brief have have a very detailed brief what you want from them what they're supposed to provide and make it clear that if you don't provide that i won't be able to finish work or um uh, if they can't provide what you asked for and you need to work on that charge them more obviously and just um if the client's really horrible fire them right <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, some sometimes when you it's not worth it because if if you feel that you like with this client that you explained right if you get a client like that that's not happy with anything and they can't even communicate what they don't like why they don't like it whatever sometimes it's worth to just fire them and take on the next client than spending hours and hours and hours of trying to make it work because it probably won't work this yeah. is not it's just not clicking so yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of compromise i think that you need to make when you're a designer obviously the bigger you grow and the more your brand grows and your skills grow you can become a lot more like stricter and everything but i but when you first start out there's a lot of i think right. compromise that you kind of have to make with your clients and with the work and and all that so well thanks for sharing it i know it is tricky starting out and the goal is to get to that point Right. Mm -hmm. Where either you're selecting your clients, you get a little bit choosier. Uh, maybe yeah. you start to be able to niche yourself in the industry that you're excited about. You know, exactly. the goal is to is to get there, but it's not always uh, easy getting there. Jane, one more question for you. You know, yeah, let's talk um, about the positive side of design. <laughs> What's yeah. lighting? What lights you up now? Like, what do you get excited about? Is there a certain type of project you get excited to work on? Or, you know, do you, does everything does fuse from your life into your work into your design like what do you what lights you up so I, I love designing um some product just I don't care if it's a brochure or logo design or a banner or whatever the project would be um it depends on the branding and the person that I'm working with sometimes people come to me and I'm like oh, this is going to be really hard and really horrible I'll make it happen but like the branding is so bad that I mm, this is, this is going to be hard and I'm not going to enjoy it. And then sometimes you have brands or people or um, solopreneurs, whatever, come to you and they have like really cool colors and fonts and, and really fun branding. And that really lights me up when I get that fun branding to work with where I know I can play with my creativity and make something really cool. Um, so, yeah, I haven't quite like decided what it is like if I had to niche I don't know what I would want to niche into because I kind of like doing different different mix, things yeah. and I feel it keeps me entertained because I get bored really fast um so it keeps me on my toes I feel like it keeps me challenged and entertained working on on different projects with different clients and and designs and branding and whatnot so nice yeah well your work is amazing um, for anybody that wants to, to look you up, I know LinkedIn is a good spot. Yeah. Some of the carousels I'm seeing you putting out there and your work is, is phenomenal, Jane. And just the, the movement <laughs> and voice you're, you're sharing. 
It's great to oh, see you. your impact. Is that the best place for people to find you or where's the best place for people to? Yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah. And you can through my LinkedIn, you can also get to my website and get my email and everything. But I'm I'm very active on LinkedIn. So that's definitely Perfect. The, the best place. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, people can find you. Jane, thanks so much for, <laughs> awesome. for showing up. Even that no you're not worries. feeling the best today. So hope you get feeling better right. and Same. all the best. Have a great day, <laughs> Thank Jane. You Thank so you so much. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Be sure to check the show notes for a recap of the lessons so you can reference them as you look to apply them to your journey. Please be sure to subscribe, give it a like and a comment. It is very much appreciated. Have a great day, a great week, and let's go and grow.